Welcome back to Dialogue Options, everybody, for episode four. We're trucking along, Kyron. Trucking we, along. We made it. We got it four episodes in, man. Four yeah, parts. Yeah, I know. I think we're, you know, slowly recovered from the, the, the first two bumper episodes that we did. Um, it is uh, 20 past three in the morning while we're recording this, so uh, this is going to be a... It's going to be a fun episode, I think. We are zany daredevils, recording at this <laughs> twilight hour. Yes, we are. After I've pried myself away from Pokemon Go. Oh, God, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that eventually. God, Pokemon Go. Awesome. So, I reckon let's just uh, let's fire into it, shall we? Sure thing, Joel. What have you been playing? What tell have I been me. playing? Tell me a oh. story. Spin me, oh. a, spin me a tale. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. I've been playing... As I mentioned last week, I had just purchased uh, Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Ah, all boy. Yes. All boy. It's it's so good. Like, okay, so I'm going to start with the bad things first. Like, And I say bad things, but I mean, you know, just being like, you know, critical of things. There's uh, a couple of th- bad things in that game. Yeah. The storyline's a little bit naff. Like, it's a little bit eh. But, I mean, um, I, I sort of accepted that. The first, like, maybe 20 minutes, I was like, oh, okay. And then I just went, nope, I'm going to accept this for what it is. I'm going to go along for the ride. And boy, am I glad I did. Because, I mean, it's just it makes it so much more enjoyable. Um, and, I mean, there is a lot of story in between songs. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's something that I noticed when I was playing it. As much as uh, I basically accepted very early on, it was more of a visual novel. Yeah, As opposed absolutely. to what I was... I don't know, not, not what I was expecting, what I was hoping for. Right. Um, but even then, I felt the dances were too sparsely, you know, laid out. Yeah. I mean, it, it, as, as the game gets going, like, it starts to be a little bit more consistent where the dances come in. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in that first hour, I'd say, hour and a half even maybe, like, it's, it's long, like, before you even get to your first dance. Like, you do the tutorials. You do two tutorials. Uh, before you even touch a dance. And it's a bit of a slog at the start. Yeah, it is, and I was a bit worried about it. Um, but, I mean, luckily there's a free play option as well. You can go back through and play on different difficulties and different pair-ups. I haven't actually, like, jumped into that as yet because I want to finish the storyline first. Yeah, well, um, um, you'll soon find out that some of the pairings actually unlock based on... There's a bunch of different, like, requirements. For example... To unlock some pairings, you have to finish specific songs on specific difficulties. Right. So there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot there for you to to discover when you Ooh, have the time. I will. But okay, so that's that's my negative things out of the way that I have to say about the game. Now let's um, let's gush over it now. Oh boy! It's uh, I, first of all, it just feels so good to be back with these characters again. These characters that I had to get to know, like I, I like I mentioned last week with about Persona Four Golden, like you have to get to know these characters because it's an integral part of the game. It is a gameplay mechanic, making friendships with them. Um, so to get back into the, the swing of things and, and, and hanging out with them and talking and and uncovering this really, really zany, stupid mystery. I mean, Persona 4 Golden is very, like, Scooby-Doo-esque as it is, but this is, like, as, as cheesy and as kitschy as uh as scooby-doo gets and I, I love it i actually love it when i got over that first bump of like okay because i wasn't really sure what to expect um but now like i'm like I'm, I'm along for the ride and it's fun um yeah so that's my first thing that i love about the game is getting to spend time with all these characters who are just so lovable everyone is so lovable um it was nice I mean, to be back in the world again 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and, and you know, it picks up like, as I, I think six months after the events of the first game. Oh, after I, I four. can't remember the exact timeline. Yeah, I think they said something about half a year or so. And like, you know, you, the character that, you, oh, I, 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 hilariously. Yeah, right. So yeah, canon now. Uh, the character you play as in Persona Four is titled you why you as their name so technically it's still you who is playing the game um which i yeah, i kind of think it's kind of funny um but it's good like so he's moved back to the city um and you're all preparing for this uh Rise is making her big comeback to being an idol pop idol um and you're all preparing to be a part of this big uh love meets bonds festival i think yeah that's the name that's my yeah name. Yeah, it's like a big music festival that, you know, with all pop idols and stuff like that, with this new up-and-coming, well, not new up-and-coming, new pop idol group called Canamine Kitchen. Um, and, yeah, so Risa's making her big comeback, uh, and she's enlisted the uh, the investigation team as her backup dancers, which that's the moment where I sort of went, oh, okay, all right, this is silly. This is really silly stuff, and it's fun. I'm, I'm okay with that now. Um but yeah, I mean that's really that's really really good stuff uh, to be with these characters again. Uh, Definitely. Second of all, like the the locations and that the animations and like the anime cutscenes that you get are not as many anime cutscenes, I don't think, as maybe before. But I mean, it's a much, from what I can gather, a shorter game anyway. Well, so there was more in Golden anyway than there yeah. was in the original Persona Four. So right to have him back um, at all was just nice. Yeah, it was, but um, uh, the new like the I guess the backdrops like the the background. Uh, it's areas. got a specific name, but I forget. But it, they they were gorgeous. Yeah, they look stunning, and they're so bright and colourful because it is based around like you know, you go into the world of the midnight stage this time instead of the midnight, uh, channel, and um, and it's just yeah, these bright, colourful, lots of lights, lots of things, and it's it's just great. I love it, and like all the different musical cues as well to do with. Uh, that, that sort of like, you know, throwback to Persona 4. I love all that. And the sound effects and things, which leads me to the best part of the game. And the best part of a rhythm game uh, needs to be the music. And this is no exception. God, the soundtrack is amazing in this game. It's it's really quite stunning. Oh. Um, uh, considering they're all remixes as well, yeah. like I wasn't entirely sure. Because I honestly would have been happy if it was just the... The, the, the soundtrack from four really yep. that would have been yep. fine if i was just absolutely boogieing to that but the remixes are actually really good yeah they seem to keep the uh the flavor and the theme of the like the original songs and just put a little bit of a spin on them uh just enough that makes them really sort of interesting and uh different but in a good way like it's it's, it's a good sort of revamp to that, that soundtrack which is already like you said fantastic so um, Plus, no spoilers, but the the last song that you do a dance to is amazing because oh. it alleviates my main complaint about the dances throughout the game, which you may not have had. You may not have been bugged by it. Okay. And I can't say what it was because it would give away why the last one is so good. <laughs> but okay. you'll see when you get there. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm only about halfway through it. I've just started um, the part where, part where you split up into two teams. No, like, Oh, yes. Know, nothing too spoilerific but um, well, i'm mean, playing it's, through it's the just second guys dancing trying to save people yeah. so yeah well it's um i'm i'm starting i'm just started the uh the second team's arc because they run parallel basically it, it, it jumps back and forth a bit so mm. you don't you never really get too far ahead of the other team really yep yep 
Um, but yeah, so I've been playing that. Uh, I also picked up. Uh, I've picked up a few things on the. Uh, okay, so the PSN this week has. Oh, this week and next week has a uh, big in Japan sale, which is just a killer. Just a killer on the bank on the uh, the bank account. Um, so I picked up uh, Metal Gear Solid for my Vita as the PS One Classic because any chance to go back and play that game. And it's been so long since I played that game, so um, I figured it'd be a good excuse to go back to it. Um, so I've played a little bit of that. I also picked up uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel, um, which uh, you recommended, Kyron, as well as uh, Ben Moore from Easy Allies had talked about and mentioned that it was very Persona-like, and I'm sort of looking to scratch that itch. I mean, Dancing All Night is doing it for the moment, but I need something to tie me over until five. So um, it was marked down. It was like half price. So I was like, I'll pick it up and give it a go. Haven't touched it yet. I'm not going to try and touch it until I finished Dancing All Night. But um, so I've been playing that. Yeah, so my Vita's been getting a massive workout this week. Um, And I also ended up downloading this game. I heard uh, Gus Roller from the Rooster Teeth, from Rooster Teeth on their podcast. He was talking about a game called uh, Please Don't Touch Anything. Um, which I'd never heard of, but apparently it's just come out for VR on PC. So it's out on mobile, PC, and v- uh, now VR. Um, and it's a puzzle game. It's it, it just sort of pops you in front of this console with a button on it, and basically the game starts up and your friend goes, hey, can you watch this console for a moment? I just really need to go take a bathroom break. And he runs away. And then you're left to your own devices. And I don't want to say too much more, but, I mean, the, the name of the game is called Please Don't Touch Anything. The name definitely implies something. Yeah, so it's it's weird. It, it, it got weird. I've played a little bit of it. Um, it's tough as well, actually. Really tough. You've got to really pay attention to your surroundings. What would it's you like a, liken it to? I, I was about to say, like, it's kind of like a puzzle room almost. Oh, okay. Like, it, it's got... You do one thing and then it affects something else, and then that thing has to come back and affect something else that you've unlocked before. And yeah, so it's and there's I think from memory like twenty five or thirty different endings, and like to get to an Jeez. ending, it's it's like it doesn't take very long. Like one of them will take you, I think, literally a minute. Um, but and they're varying length, but obviously it's made to be played in short bursts. Look, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, also, as part of a big in Japan sale, I'm pretty sure is Virtue's Last Reward. I you did see that. Pick that up as well. Yeah, I think I need to because uh, our good friend Benjamin Clark uh, is a big advocate for those that series of games. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm definitely interested in having a look at that. So I might even uh, have a look at those because there's rumours that there that that even 999, which was a DS exclusive, wasn't it? Oh, back in I, I know there's like a there's a light novella version that came okay. out on mobile. I think iOS maybe in Japan, right. but it took out all the puzzles, so I don't understand okay. why it exists. Maybe <laughs> I mean, the story is good, but yeah. I want those puzzles too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you want the game of the exactly. game, exactly. Um, but there was a rumor going around that, that it might be getting those both of them might be getting re released again for Vita. So. I mean, it makes sense. Zero Time Escape is out now, and they're both pretty important if you want to really get the most out of the newest games. So right. I am all for it. Yeah, I mean, if that happens, then I think that'll be definitely a sign that I should pick them up and give them a go. But um, but I mean, yeah, please don't touch anything. Is it's it's interesting. It's I I'm, I 
I find myself going back to it every now and then where I'm sort of like on the couch, haven't got anything to do, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just play that for half an hour and try and figure something else out. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's got about 25, 30 endings. I think there's an extra five or 10 in the VR version if you're lucky enough to have a VR headset. Um, it's on So it's on Steam and uh, on the App Store and I'm assuming the Google Play Store as well. Um, it was it cost me like a buck forty nine on on iOS. So, I mean, if you're looking at something to kill time and you're really into that kind of thing, highly recommend checking it out. That's about it for me for this week. Apart from the obligatory Overwatch, but you know, uh, well, even we'll, that's been we'll, we'll touch on that soon. Yeah, exactly. All right, Kyron, what what have you been playing, man? Uh, well, um, as as you were, I was also mm. struck very hard by the mm. big in Japan sale. <laughs> on the uh, PlayStation Store, oh, I God. have so far purchased Resident Evil Revelations Two because oh, right. I need to play that. Okay, um, I picked up Mega Man Legacy Collection. Oh, ah, uh, yes. PS4, and then on the Vita, I picked up Castlevania Symphony of the Night because it's Ooh. a classic. And that's on my list I mean, to pick up. You definitely should play it. It's amazing. Mm. And Suicoden Two because. So many people who love JRPGs talk about it, and I've actually never played it. So I feel like it's time right. that I write that wrong. Um, so that was my haul from that. I'm still also plugging away at Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I talked about last week. And I was lucky enough to watch you play a little bit of that on the weekend when I was back yes. in town. Um, you, were, you were privileged to see I was. that game, actually. I even got to hold the art book you had as well. It was really cool. <laughs> um, it looks great. I'm definitely, I'm going to pick it up eventually, I think. it's When there's another drought, maybe I might, and I've got some cash to spare. Good. I definitely needs, want to check it out. It needs more sales. I wanted to get a sequel. Mm. Um, but on the new front, I've been playing Fury, the PlayStation Plus game. Yes. That we talked about briefly last week. That when I had it described to me, it didn't sound like it would be something I would enjoy. <laughs> yep. Then I downloaded it and played it, and my opinion changed immediately. Yes. It's great. I it's love really it. It's good. It's really good. I mean, I watched the trailer and I was like. Okay, all right. And I, I, I sort of thought in my head, I'm like, I reckon Kyra might get a kick out of this. I reckon he actually might enjoy it. Well, and you so, were right. Um, you were right. Yeah, I was wrong. Straight it's, up. It's good. It's really good. It it's, is a solid little hard. game. It's hard. It's got an... I love its visual aesthetic. Its yes. soundtrack is amazing. Mm, yes. the transitioning, like having to juggle the shmup elements in the boss fights and then transitioning to melee combat. Yeah. Blocking and dodging. It's, oh, it's so good. And like only... getting... Oh, yeah. sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, like getting so when you block successfully in the game as in a in a fight when you're fighting one on one. I mean, it's all one on one fights, but like when you're fighting yeah. up up close and personal, if you block an attack successfully, you can gain health back from it as well, which is really cool. Yeah, it's handy. I just need to get better at doing it. <laughs> yeah, Um Literally, the only thing I would complain about, and it, again, this is a minor gripe, mm. and it's it's just that I kind of wish there was some exploration between the bosses. Because, yeah. again, I get that it's designed to be like a, a boss rush sort of game, but I never really find myself sinking too many consecutive hours into that sort of game, purely because it, it gets old fast for me. Yeah. Like, if Dark Souls was just bosses, I would probably not be huge on it. But thankfully, in that game, there's always something else I can go and do. Yeah. But in this game, if I'm bashing my head against one boss and I just am not getting it, then I usually throw in the towel pretty quickly. Yep. It's a good in-betweeny game. Um, yeah, definitely. You fire it up, you plug yep. away, and you see how you go for an hour. And if Which, you don't go so well, you just kind of bail. 
Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't surprise me because I mean, like I said last week, the game bakers uh, come from a mobile background predominantly. The games that I'd heard from them were were launched on other 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 devices, especially the Squid series. I think it was on the 3DS as well. Um, but they were mainly a mobile game market, which is, you know, the sole purpose of it is really for a quick pick up and play, five minute, ten minute game session. I mean, I mean, well, it's I, good with, to see them in the big leagues now. Yeah, exactly. And what a what an entrance! Like it's beautiful. Like like you said, the visual art style of it's just gorgeous. And whatever um, narrative is going on there is definitely interesting. It is, isn't it? Like it's a weird sort of like bunny masked person who looks in... like the guy from uh, Link Between Worlds. Might I add? Oh, he does too. Rovio, Nabbit, was it? I thought it was Rovio. Yeah. Rovio, it was wrong. Rovio. Nabbit's the one that looks exactly like him that's in Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, the same thing. Um, but yeah, oh, it's definitely cool. Like, I mean, yeah, like you said, it is disappointing. Not disappointing. It's a bit of a letdown, I guess, that there's no more exploration in between levels. Um, there are paths. Like, you have to take a path to get to the next fight, essentially. Where um, but, I mean, there are paths, but something I was very happy to discover because, I mean, it's nice that they're there, but you're really just kind of walking in a straight line. Yes. If you, if you press X, the guy auto walks there. Yep, I did. I was, I was about I to say that. that as well. I was like, I discovered that tonight, and I was like, yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I mean, so, it, yeah, that, that, that's the, that's the cutscenes, essentially. You're getting yeah, delivered basically. the narrative there, what what's going on, even though I still have no idea. Like, I think no we're both cool. about the same point. Are we about, like, three bosses yeah, in? Yeah, I'm in the third boss now, and he is... Mm kicking my head in so yeah. I'll, I'll face him again probably in a couple of days well, I mean it took me ages to get through the second one I only did it tonight I sat down and played for about an hour or so after dinner um, and yeah I managed to, to have an, an amazing run it's almost it's got a bit of a, a roguelike vibe to it I guess as well except you don't go back to the start at the end of like a, a, when you die um, I find it interesting that because um, you obviously your health bar is divided up into essentially three lives which is mm. three full health bar runs Yep. And if they... So say you damage them halfway down. If they deplete one of your health bars, you go to your second life and get a full health bar, but they also get all their health back for that yes. particular chunk of life as well. And it's interesting and tricky and yep. it makes me angry sometimes. But it works both ways as well. Like yeah, it, definitely. Yeah, so like it, it goes like if you've if you you're, you've only got like you know half your health bar left, but you manage to knock them out of one of their life bars, then you get all yours back. So it's sort of like it's almost like a tug of war sort of. Yeah, sort especially of, when you get uh, down yeah. to the close range melee fights, and oh, it, yeah. it can get rough in those segments. It's um, it's a solid game. It's good. I'm very enjoy enjoying it quite a lot. Happy to be wrong about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, apart from that, also we had dropped on us this week the bountiful gift that is Pokemon Go. What a surprise! I mean, I was, we, we... I was honestly surprised when I woke up and I saw a message on Twitter. I think someone tweeted it's like. I don't mean to alarm you, but Pokemon Go is out now. Yep. Uh, it was... Like, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming They like, just said July. Soon. They said yeah, July exactly. was when it was... But nothing else. That's a just... Surprise. He have a new Pokemon game that's... Here it is. Go outside. Catch Pokemon. And it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's... I can see what... Some people are complaining about certain aspects of it, but for a game that essentially is free it works pretty well at the gate yep absolutely and it doesn't it doesn't really force you to spend money either no no and i think that in saying that i think that makes me 
okay with maybe spending money on it eventually like to get something it's like oh cool i need to buy more pokeballs or something or i need to I, do this or... uh, may have already bought some poker coins tonight <laughs> it's my Ooh. first mobile transaction like mobile game wow. transaction in a long time Can i don't even think pokemon? i can remember i don't even think i can remember my last mobile trans like microtransaction oh, i buy a lot of mobile games but like yeah apart from that it's um but yeah like 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 you know, obviously that's a testament. Like I, I definitely feel like down the track, once I get a bit more involved, I haven't had a chance to really, today was the first chance I got to go out because I had to work last night, but on my break, I spent it walking around the car park of the shopping <laughs> center I work at catching Pokemon. Was um, it full of Zubats? Yes, it was. It yeah, absolutely Zubats was full everywhere. Of Zubats. Always a nuisance. Yep. I got a, a whole lot of Zubats. I got a Golbat though. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't yeah. one of those yet. I caught a, I caught a Meowth today. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was wandering around wandering around the street to Footscray and uh, stumbled across a, uh, a Meowth, and I'm like, fucking, I'm having that. Um, yeah, I, I saw, because I started with Squirtle, um, but I saw another Squirtle today at the shopping center as well. Really? In the wild? Yeah, and I tried God to catch it, it, and I threw, I think, I think I threw all up about five Pokeballs. He got out of three of them, uh, and then he ran away, and I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> never forget uh, no i want to come back for him but it's great like i i think a testament at least for me as to how much i was into it is i was sitting on the couch last night and i was just like i'll i'll, I'll fire up pokemon go i'll see what's around me and i <laughs> opened it up and in the bottom right corner it you can check what's nearby and i opened up mm. that list and i saw the silhouette of a charmander and i wanted it <sighs> So literally, like, I got my keys and I went out the front door with a housemate of mine and we just wandered the streets for, like, a good five minutes going, Charmander, <laughs> where are you? Charmander. Oh, he I wasn't already... anywhere. Oh, no, Jerk. that sucks. We we've uh, we had a pretty good haul this afternoon. I, I was driving around with my wife um, and pulling over on the side of the road. We are like, oh, I found this. Because we discovered, too, that, like, I, I, I'm assuming you probably would have had the same uh, experience, that it's not specific to your certain device it's like if if you're with a friend and on your device you see like a like a magic cart pop up you go oh there's a magic cart over there in a you know maybe a couple of minutes that magic cart will pop up on the other person's in the same spot yeah it seems to be sort of set which i like as well yeah that is really cool and it might, i think i assume it'll be like on a like a daily rotation and maybe they'll, they'll refresh it after each day well yeah tonight like last night i had um charmanders and vulpixes Right. right nearby but i didn't see them tonight but i did have rhydon and Om- omanites nearby oh, okay. so yeah i don't know it's interesting and fun and everyone is everyone i know is basically playing this game now yeah i mean that's the beauty of it though like i mean for the people who who know what pokemon is that may not have played them since they were kids or whatever or that might not play video games but are aware of pokemon uh and that wouldn't normally spend like 50 60 dollars on a full full retail pokemon game they're, they're downloading it because it's free. They're like, oh, I'll give it a go. And it encourages you to go outside and walk around. Like, uh, I have learned I, a lot about my surroundings. Just by right. checking in at poker stops and going, what the heck is this monument? Oh, I know. Interesting, I, I guess. I saw the best one today. It was it was in Footscray. And it was, uh, it was like the purple wombat and then in parentheses, or is it a cat? And it had a picture of it. I wow. was like, who wrote this? Like, what? <laughs> What is what even is this? But I love it. It's great. I uh, um, took over a gym at a church for about two hours before I got my ass <laughs> kicked out of, very quickly. Uh, I'm going back tomorrow for vengeance. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, some beef 
with um with uh with with a gym. We were at we were at our um our shopping center. You're yellow team, around. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Team uh, well, uh inside team is it inside or intuition? It's one of intuition, the yeah, it's something like that. There's that team yellow. Team. Yeah. Hell yeah, that does. Um yeah, we're all in the same team, aren't we? All of our, our I think friendship we, I group. I think we made sure to pick the same one. Yeah, so we're, we're all we're all sticking together as a crew. Um, but yeah, there was a gym. I did my first gym battle today and and sucked at it because that's my one beef with it. I think is that there's no real tutorial. Yeah, the to, combat's weird. It was yeah. mostly me just wildly tapping before I realized that you could like swipe to dodge left dodge. and right. And then hold down the screen do as well as you have a power yeah. attack. Yeah. Like it's, and the system I, doesn't seem completely ironed out either. Like I've had some no. weird lag in matches and Pokemon just not fainting. So there's definitely bugs that need to be fixed. Yeah, I, Ash, had, uh, Ash had the same problem today with the Pokemon that she was fighting. She got it right down to the end. And it was on 2 HP and it just wouldn't die. But yeah. we were in the car, so we, we thought maybe it was because we kept moving. Like we were... And we'd moved away from the location, but I—I I mean, I don't know. Like that could no, be a thing. I don't think it was because I had that happen to me today, and I right. was sitting outside of a gym. But okay. on the flip side of that, like I had a little bit more health than the enemy did, and there was a countdown timer, so it timed out, and I won by default. So, Beautiful. You know, it went my way in the end, and then Classic, I got uh, beaten. Classic Street Fighter Mortal Kombat rules. Love it. <laughs> um, but it's but good. I, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Uh, if you haven't for some reason checked it out yet. Well, it just came out in the US like today and they crashed all our servers. That's true, guys. yeah. Yeah, that was good. I only had one crash today, that was, which was surprising though, which was, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go check it out. I mean, it's on mobile devices. Unfortunately, I don't think it's on Windows Phone. Not I yet. Have, I, I have some, one of speed. my friends that I know is uh, very disappointed in that. But, um, but if you've got like, you know, Android, iOS, go and download it. I mean, it's worth a look, even if it captivates you for like a week or something. It, it, it's a fun week like my wife and I are already planning on our next day off together to go for walks around our place which we haven't done yet we've moved to a new place like six weeks ago seven weeks ago and we haven't wandered around our place apart from like you know the necessities like shopping centers and things but we live right near like a, a, a nice river and it's like park areas and stuff we haven't explored any of that and that's <laughs> going to change on the weekend you'll find some Pokemon man yeah hell yeah we'll catch some Pokemon, Pokemon. Um, there's a Dratini nearby. We want to find that. Are you serious? Yeah, we've, there's a Dratini nearby. Oh my god! Is yeah. it in water? Well, that's the thing. We think it might be down near the, the river, but we went down there today oh, very briefly. But need, yeah, man, I need a Dratini. I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted oh on god. the Dratini. If you see a Dratini or a Pikachu, you let me know. Yeah, I haven't seen any Pikachu's yet. Yeah, me neither. Yet. But I have seen some Americans have them. So, ooh, somewhere, somewhere. somewhere. I'm sure we'll uh, continue our Pokemon Go adventures uh, talking about that in future <laughs> episodes. But uh, first impressions are good. Yeah, thumbs up. Yes. Uh, and we may as well also just briefly touch on it since it's just come out on console, is mm-hmm. the Overwatch competitive mode that we've been dabbling in. Yes. Wow. Wow. It is tense. Oh, my God. That game is so tense. Like, I the games beforehand, you know, used to be sort of like, you know, High stakes ish, I guess. Yeah, we, yeah. We, they we were play them point. like they were high stakes, um, and we'd feel like you know, we'd be trying to communicate, especially when we we're rolling like a group of like four or five of us online together. We'd try our best to try and do our best, um, but now with competitive, that's that's gone to a whole new level. 
and uh, I haven't even played as much as you guys have. Like you and you and a few of our, our other friends have played a lot more than I have because I've been working quite a bit this week. But um, and it's been it hasn't gone great for us, but we've had some like the wins that we have had have been intense. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think I was I, I sort of got a little cocky. My first two matches I had, which I was I was playing with uh, a couple of my friends, a couple of our friends. Um, we had we had two wins straight off the bat, and that's when we stopped because I, I had to go to I had to leave to go to work, and my friends had to go do other stuff as well. So we're like, yep, cool, we're gonna leave that on two victories, and we're like, oh, we're we're pretty good at this old uh, the old Overwatch, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then that sort of came about, and then had a, but I think my after my my ten like uh, what do they call like ranking matches? Is that what they call them? Basically, yeah, they were, they were just to sort of get a rough idea of your skill yeah so like a, your, your, your prelims essentially for this the yeah, season basically. um i think i was like six and four so six victories four losses so i was, I was literally happy with five that. and five. Oh, love it but uh it's it's tense and going back to quick play now is just like huh. quick plays like practice mode now except i, kinda, I feel XP. bad <laughs> yeah i know right they we go back who, there and like our allies or even the enemies are like fighting <laughs> so hard and I'm just like, uh, I might play as May, I guess. I don't know. Have yep. you ever used her? I don't know. I was uh I was like, oh I'm just gonna give uh gonna give Bastion a go tonight. Never played Bastion. Um I was terrible, but I was, I gave it a go. Uh I gave oh I gave Winston a go as well. Oh, yeah, I hadn't touched I Winston. Winston as well. He was fun. Yeah. It was good. It's a, it's a good excuse to sort of, you know, and yeah, like I said, you get free XP for it essentially. I'd say my only real complaint with competitive so far, and I'm sure it will get balanced and tweaked, is that the the points you lose off your ranking for losing seem right. way too harsh, considering how little you seem to earn on your victories. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, like but I said, again, I haven't that... played a lot myself, so like that's that's something I haven't explored yet. I've only played my ten prelim games. I actually haven't played another game after that. I don't think. Um, yeah, like that might that'll probably get tweaked, and because I mean, obviously Blizzard will be paying very close attention oh, to yes. this first season, and they'll just go from there. But yeah, I think that's one of my biggest issues so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, it's good. It's added this whole new level. Like we knew it was going to be like interesting and make it a little bit more, a little bit more uh, competitive. You know, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I we did not expect how how uh, how much it made. A difference on the game and how we play it as well we were not ready for the the actual extent of the intensity that we would be facing yeah oh it's good like but i mean it's the best, the best the best way i really gauge it on is so for example say that we were capturing on i don't know what's a good state like probably not doing a payload on mm. hollywood Getting right. the payload moving is usually pretty easy, honestly. I don't want to yep. say that we're great players, but we can usually scrounge together a decent strategy to get Quick, back Quick, fast going. push is the, uh, is the strat yeah. there. But when you go into competitive, like, man, we were just hitting brick walls at the first point in every game mode, and that yeah. was amazing and scary. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was, it, it was, it was humbling, I think, is another way, probably, Definitely humbling. way to put it. Because, um, I, mean, I mean, that's not to say we're, we're all bad at the game like no but we're just no. not you know mlg top tier god tier that we thought we were um like i'm literally my skill ranking i think is like 49 at the moment maybe 50 so i'm right. literally in the middle yeah i'm i'm 50 because like i said i haven't played an actual match after my um my 10 
uh, entry matches that I needed to play. So um, I'm going to rectify that over the weekend, play some more once I get around to it. Probably tomorrow night, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's more Overwatch. We're still playing this game, and it's like... We're still playing this competitive online shooter, and it's been six, seven weeks since launch. In quick play, it says that I've played 400 matches, and yep. it's it's so many matches, man. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I've like it's insane. Like I've just I can't get enough of that game. And the old one more game mentality. Oh my god, that's yeah. That's the reason why we record these episodes so late. <laughs> one more, just one more. Yeah, just one more episode. Thanks, Brod. Um, yeah. yeah, like I mean, it's great. Play more Overwatch. Everyone should be playing Overwatch. They really should be. It's just if you're not playing Overwatch, then what is wrong with you? Um, yeah, I'm putting that call out there. I'm putting that one out there. Ooh. Uh, should we uh, should we discuss some news this week, Karen? Yeah, like that. That basically wraps up what we've been playing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, we actually have news this week. Yeah, like now that E3 finished, is yeah. done and forgotten, basically. Well, it was it was it was it was bullshit because we 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 recorded last week's episode. Oh and we're like, God. oh, there's nothing going on. Literally, the next day I woke up and it's just those cavalcade of information. So, um, I mean, we have we're not even covering all of that now because I mean we don't want to be here for like eight hours, and I'm sure you guys don't want to be either after the E3 special. Oh my um, God. <laughs> so, I mean, there's we we picked a, a few things that we thought were interesting. Um, yeah, want to kick it off? Yeah, well, the first one is actually very much Australian-centric. Mm. Uh, Joel, imagine for a moment... Okay. If you were... if you've, ne- you've never cosplayed before, have you? No, no. I've thought about it, but I'm, yeah. I'm lazy and unskilled, so... Okay. <laughs> Me too, mm. don't worry. Yeah. So imagine, if you will, that you were, you were going to go attend, I don't know, EB Expo as okay. a cosplayer. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Random choice, but you know. Yeah, I know. A very specific choice for this particular example. It's, mm. um, how much would you expect to pay to get in? Like, to get uh, some perks as a cosplayer? Some perks as a cosplayer? Oh, I mean, probably, you know, on top of my normal badge, maybe like, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30 if I'm like really excited about going. But, you know, not if a whole o- lot. If only, Joel. Right. So, as as you are aware, mm-hmm. they are charging two hundred ninety nine Australian dollars oh, for the ultimate cosplayer pass. It's just, oh, like like I said, we're not cosplayers. No, but um, the cosplayers that I follow and on social media mm-hmm. were understandably outraged by this news. And it doesn't stop there, does it? Like, I mean, no, it if, really doesn't. If you like, like you said, if you we to get some more perks, yeah, sure, why not? But the perks that they outline in this ultimate cosplayer pass and I mean look this is already going on top of the fact that there is about a flobbity jillion different types of passes to EBX it's insane like there's so many different passes you can so buy many. There's and like, so many of them are expensive yep and it's like you know you, and you get like one thing extra over another and that's that's it like you know and it's it's useless I mean like we went to the first two EB Expos didn't we yeah, we literally went to the first two, and then packs started turning up. And we exactly, were like, oh, and we're like, boy, cool. why fly to the Gold Coast or Sydney uh, when we can stay in Melbourne and have the same yeah, experience? Exactly. Um, and like, it was good. I, I those weekends were great. We that was had, fun. I loved had, EB Expo, honestly. But honestly, when I look back at those weekends, it was the time like we all spent together. 
that was the best part about it. Like, obviously, we got to play some cool games. We did cool gaming related things. But it See, was also honestly, like, if you if you stick me on a game convent like a game show floor, I will be having fun no matter what. Exactly. But I mean, we we also had fun outside of that. I mean, like you know, we like we 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 started our mini golf tradition now that we like anytime we go away. If we're as a group of us that we go away on a holiday together or something like that, we have to find like mini golf and play because we have this sort of like after going to the Gold Coast and playing mini golf at EB Expo weekend. It was just that that those are the moments that stick out to me. Don't get me wrong, I had a great time at, at the show, but it's not worth the money. It's so weird. Uh, I don't. I mean, I I shouldn't say I don't get their angle because I do get their angle. Like right money. Yeah. It's yep. money. <laughs> it's EB it's it's EB games, so Yeah. But looking at the list of perks, like like mm. I look at them and I hear that a lot of those are just generally uh given to cosplayers at other conventions. Exactly. It doesn't I don't understand the ridiculous cost. It's okay, so let's go through it. So you so you get things like access to a repair room, which is like a specific like a tailor tailoring service. Yeah, so we can, can like do, fix up or touch up your cosplay. Exactly, which is great. Um, but again, from what we've seen around the traps uh, and heard from, you know, like you said, the, the, the cosplayers that we follow on social media and things, that seems to be a bit of a staple. A given. It's just a given. <laughs> as anyone who goes to a convention, like it's, okay. They get their own specific cloak room. Great. Well, I um, know, like... You've got stuff to lock away. I mean, that's I guess, um, and uh, and a powder room. So like you know, like you know, touch up makeup, you know, making sure that everything's looking in tip top condition that you need to be. Yeah. Um, there's a cosplay lounge, but uh, they haven't specified whether that's not that's going to be separate from the cosplay lounge that already exists. Yeah. Within the show floor. So I'm, I'm, you would assume, but I mean, who knows, uh, that it would be like a, a like a VIP access area, I guess. But and and um, then from there it gets even weirder. It yeah, really weird. Uh, like specific cafe seating and water stations. Water stations, like I mean, I mean they'll be everywhere anyway. But is there going to be specific yeah. ones for the cosplayers? I don't know. It oh. seems strange. It's weird. And then you know, this. There's uh the, the access to the uh, the 360 degree cosplay camera, which has which, been it. That's fine, and it's fine, but it's that's at most conventions. And from yeah. what I've heard, the line for that is never really long anyway. So I mean, all they get to do is jump the queue there. That might be maybe half hour wait at most. Like, sure, why not? But the last two things are the 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 real the real shitty ones, basically. Like. They get priority access to cosplay competitions and souvenirs. I don't know. The souvenirs are EB Expo themed shirt and mug, or you get to pick one of them or something like that. Some shit like that. Um, get excited. Yeah. But get priority, excited. Priority access to cosplay competitions. Yeah, I don't really understand the wording of that one, honestly. It's it's really bizarre. Like, the thing that really pisses me off about this whole thing, like, and I'm I'm not trying to shit on like be anti EB Games or whatnot because I buy things from EB Games. It's a store that I frequent. I always go in there. It's fine. I have no problems with it, really. But I mean, cosplayers are 
almost integral nowadays to conventions. And in a lot of ways, free marketing as well. It is you know. free marketing. Like, it's, you know... There are some amazing cosplayers out there. Like, especially in Australia. It, it, and the, the, the scene's only going from strength to strength. Like, I mean, when you've got these, ca- these games that are coming out with these ridiculous characters, and people are replicating these costumes one for one. Like, you know, you've only got to look around, like, League of Legends booths or things like that around uh, any convention you go to. And it's just full of these insane cosplayer costumes. I can't wait for PAX this year to see some yeah. uh, Overwatch I get, cosplayers. I get really excited if I see a, a, a person cosplaying a character I recognise. Yeah. I lose my mind every time. Absolutely. I love it. Do you remember seeing that uh, awesome Geralt cosplay at PAX last year? Yeah. That guy was, was incredible. awesome. Except he was let down by the fact that previously to that, that, that time I had met the best cosplayer of the weekend which was Business Cat. So, uh, um, Business Cat. Yeah, sorry about that, Geralt. Um, but yeah, like I mean, there was so many amazing. There was uh, there was an insane Kerrigan one as well. Had like the wings and everything. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, so why would I charge two hundred ninety nine dollars to give him some perks that I'm sure would be expected? Is just beyond me. It's it's bizarre. And like I said, like I'm never cosplayed, but that would, as if I was a cosplayer, that would probably put me off attending EB Expo. Absolutely, I think this is gonna this is gonna hurt them a little bit. I mean, I mean they're already going for they're going for the family market that it is because they've moved it now. The last couple of years, it's been in like uh, third term school holidays, and they always have family day on the Sunday. So they're cashing on on like younger kids wanting to take their parents and on all sorts of stuff. Ironic, um, considering most of the games on display there probably won't be for that age. Nope, exactly. Like when we were there, there was. The last one we went to was, I think, just before Uncharted 3. Right. <laughs> so I remember playing Uncharted there, and that's and that would have been the last one. It wouldn't have been 4. Um, no, it definitely would have been 4. I remember playing, at the last one I went to, I remember playing, um, not playing, but watching. Oh, God. Even remembering it makes me sad. I remember watching Aliens, Colonial oh, Marines. Oh, that's right. We did watch that, didn't we? And we were excited at the time too. We were. We were like, "Oh, I didn't get to play it, but it looks so good." Mm. Oh boy! Now we the know. Difference a year now makes. we know. Um, I remember trying to win a Need for Speed Most Wanted T-shirt by getting the best time of the day on. Oh yeah, failing so at the EA booth. Yep. Um, yeah, like I mean, we, and like we said, we've had great times at the at the expo. It is a good show. Um, I personally, I've got other shows now that I I would. The whole preference over to travel to now, um, especially if I I have one thing that I can go to like like I've budgeted to go to outside of Victoria, and that's RTX now um, because that means a lot more to me personally. But I mean, if you live in Sydney or if you've got the money to travel, I mean, it, EB Expo is a good show, but just make sure you take your wallet because yeah, you're gonna I, need it. I just think some aspects of it need a bit of a reality check. If Absolutely, anything. it just. It, it, and it's becoming almost a joke of itself. Everyone is aware of it, but they seem to be thinking, ha-ha, we're getting away with all this. It's like, well, no, you're not. It's it's going to start biting you in the ass eventually, and this could be the start of that. Yeah, mm. I would think so. Not good, not good. But we'll see what happens. Um, yes, what else has been happening? Oh, this is a big one that came out today, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Like, I think yeah. I woke up to it this morning. I saw the news breaking. Mm. So, uh, Evolve, the asynchronous 4v1 multiplayer shooter uh, that launched 
two years ago. Oh, I don't remember the date. It was the start of 2015, maybe? It was towards the start of the year, I think. Maybe 2014? Let's just say yes and, yeah, and sure. potentially get it wrong. Yeah, cool. Please correct us. Send us at dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so whenever that came out, uh, it was... It looked really good, and it came out, and people played it for a little bit, and then it just died off um, for various different reasons. But uh, today, we woke up to the news, like Karen said, that it is going free-to-play. Yeah, it's really PC. weird. Mm. Yeah, so that like the reason people got suspicious was um, the developers actually announced a big live stream for today, and people were like, oh, what? maybe they're going to announce Evolve 2. Mm-hmm. Turns out they were wrong, mm-hmm. and then they noticed it, it. I didn't see it myself, but apparently Evolve was actually pulled from the Steam store listing. Yes, and people got very confused then. And then the stream started and revealed that it was going free to play and coming like being re-released essentially as Evolve Stage Two. Yes, and it was basically being released. I think today or tomorrow. It goes into alpha now, and That's they're targeting right. beta in August. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's it's going free to play. Uh, but kind of honestly, it does make sense. I mean, it's the type of game where you, you kind of want people to jump in and check it out, and that was one of the reasons why the game sort of didn't do so well, anyways, because it had so many beta la- uh, betas before it launched originally. I think people were a little bit worn out on it. And I mean, you could say the same of Overwatch, but Overwatch has just got such a game, good gameplay hook that it's 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 drugs basically. So you know, you need to find that sweet spot of how much is too much, especially with your type of game. If it's gonna, I think it also had content issues as well. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Um, but I mean, like it's it's a good idea. You want, you want people to check out your game, make it free to play. If people like it and there's a community there for it. They will pay for that stuff. They will pay yeah. for that extra stuff. So basically, like, if you owned the Evolve originally, like, right. you won't be completely screwed over by this. You will be granted founder status in Love the game. Lovely. Right. So anyf- anything you owned will already be unlocked when Stage 2 comes out. Mm-hmm. And you'll also get 3,000 silver keys, uh, all past and future adaptations for heroes and monsters you already own, mm-hmm. weapon skins, four animated founder badges with further rewards down the road to to come for founders really right uh, so that's nice like you don't get completely screwed over if you bought no. the game i mean a lot of companies when they do things like this they sort of just ignore that and they, they say that they're going to do like a founders pack or whatever oh they're going to give something to the players but usually it's just like oh here's a whole bunch of in-game currency and it's like well yeah cool thanks i dropped fucking 80 dollars on this game when it came out and just from looking at the news, like I, you can tell that they'd probably been thinking about it for a while and trying yep. to figure out the best angle to approach it. Yeah, and I'm sure Evolve 2 was on the cards, but, I mean, who knows? If this whole free-to-play model goes well enough for them down the track, we may get something like that. But I mean, if this goes well, we may not even need Evolve 2. They exactly. can just roll out updates for this. Because you know what? Content updates. When it goes... Because the free-to-play first is on PC but they are also apparently targeting Xbox and PlayStation so when it goes free awesome. to play on PS4 I might pick it up absolutely I'd definitely be willing to check it out I mean like we've gone from I mean three or four years ago I, I played no online games I didn't play online with anyone like my console was hooked up to the internet obviously but I didn't play multiplayer I didn't do that like but I don't know I think I, I, a big part of it's been like since since I moved away from Bendigo and moving away from you guys, um, 
party chat's been the, the best thing for us to all get together and hang out and talk. So um, that's why I love playing Overwatch so much is because not only because it's a great game, um, we all get to hang out together. And I, so I think I've embraced that a lot more. And I'm a little bit more open now to multiplayer experiences. So um, yeah, like you said, if this definitely comes to PS4 down the track, I'll hands down be picking it up and giving it a go. I mean, yeah. It's free. It's the same, the same argument you can have for uh, Pokemon Go. It's like, what have you got to lose for checking it out? May as well try it. Apart from a bit of hard drive space, but, you know. And data. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, we'll see how that goes when the next bills roll in for next month. <laughs> that's a, that's a later problem, Joel. Yeah. A later problem. Yeah, I did read somewhere today that someone used about four meg after about an hour's play. Okay, that's so not like, bad. That's not too bad. I mean, it's like probably the, the location as... data, like with GPS and all that. I feel like that should be higher. Yeah, and from what I can tell, it's running on Google Maps. Um, so that means thank you, that's... based Google Maps. Mm. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, but anyway, uh, evolve free to play on PC. Uh, Alpha, yeah, was pretty much started now. So if you want to check it out, I mean, it was an open alpha, was it? Or oh, I I don't know about that. Oh. Honestly, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you can find some information on that if you just went to. Evolves various. Typically, alphas aren't open, but and this could be a different mm. scenario. Um, but yes, I mean, definitely check it out at least if you if you can. Um, yes. Now onto something a little bit more humorous. I got a, I got a big bit of a, a rib tickle out of this, and I didn't actually pick up on it when you sent me the picture of the email. Oh really. No, I didn't pick up on it at first until you mentioned something and oh, I went back boy. and looked at it again. And, uh, yeah, subsequently had a bit of a chuckle. Uh, so Devolver Digital were contacted recently by someone claiming to be working for IGN, was it? No, it was PC Gamer. PC Gamer, right. Um, asking about maybe getting some review codes of Enter the Gungeon, I believe it was. Was it Enter the Gungeon? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Resident of a Gungeon. Yeah. And they, um, they requested review keys and yes. Devolver Digital got back to them with what can be interpreted as review keys. Yes. But which is, they spelt I, out very different messages. Yes, which is why I didn't pick up on it at first. So within the keys themselves, it said, what, what did it say again from memory? Oh, I don't have the picture on me, man. Yeah, it's... It was colourful language in the yeah, second one, at least. It was something like... It basically spelled out like, go fuck yourself or like get fucked basically yeah. um so i mean i mean, i love devolver digital as a, as a company as it is i love the games that they 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 publish like things like hotline miami and enter the gungeon which is also a really great game um i think they did party hard as well which i really need to pick up it looks like a lot of fun they've basically um, become the, the successful indie publisher really yeah and, and th- successful indie publisher in a way that they they do deal with a lot of hyper violent and hyper crazy concept like high concept games and uh i love i love the stuff that they that they keep pushing out so um to see them have this sort of sense of humor um because obviously they knew this was going to get around um and and the other thing is like this must happen all the time Especially yeah. as we move further and further into the age of anyone can really contact a PR outlet, you know. Yeah. Emails are easy to get hold of. Anyone can run a blog. Yep. Uh, and this, this actually, as funny as it is, kind of just makes it a bit worse for the genuine people out there who are 
honestly trying to get their foot in the door. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- like, I'd like to think down the track we would uh, try to get into doing something like that. And that's, like you said, it's going to make it harder for, for people like us. Yeah. Um, to, to sort of get, get their, their, their name out there and get a reputa- reputable name for themselves. Yeah, which is a bummer, but I mean, at least the email was funny. Yeah, it else. was. I I got a good I got a good kick out of that. Um, so yeah, good on you guys, Devolver Digital, for sticking it to the the scammers. Love your work, keep it up. Uh, oh, I'm just looking at what's yeah. next on the notes. Speaking of emails, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to start having like Nam flashbacks during this topic, mate. That's okay. So Resident, like Capcom sent out an email regarding the dummy finger in Resident Evil 7. Yes. One of the game's biggest question marks, which up until I saw this email, I was still wondering, what's it for? What's it do? What does it unlock? Yep. Turns out we don't know, and we won't know until Capcom let us know. So it's something time-related. That was a suggestion that someone had put out there i just didn't want yep. to believe it because it kind of bums me out yeah uh, i mean yeah i i i'm okay with it because i played it once uh, and that it was enough uh but like i've said before i really liked the concept of all the like, i like the concept of horror movies and the storylines and things like that and the way that they they play out so i am following this um living vicariously through yourself Karen so you're my information source for all this sort of stuff um yeah so I'm okay with the whole timed release thing but for someone like you and maybe some other fans of the of the uh the demo itself that spent a lot of time people who went deeper yeah exactly it spent a lot of time trying to uncover stuff to do with the dummy finger or just the demo itself in general trying to find more uh especially after PT it's kind of a bit of a little bit of a kick in the face yeah, like slap. to find out that for all our hard work, there's a there's just a they put a big wall there that says no, you can't come past here until this date. Like, yep. there's no point in trying, which is a bummer. And again, as you said, especially when you when you compare it to PT, which when it came out, even Kojima was surprised with how quickly yeah. it was solved because it gets ridiculously elaborate in that last chunk of game. Yeah, we've got to follow precise steps to get the ending. But it was all there. It was all there, yep. and just so happens that someone figured it out. Yeah, exactly. And then you I get mean, to Resident Evil 7's demo, and it's just no, you can't, you can't go here until we say you can go here. So where do you think it's going to lead? I, th- I, I, from the the time that I played with it, which if you haven't watched, is over on our YouTube channel. If you like hearing a grown twenty eight year old man scream in fear, and I assure okay. you. I assure you I was not acting during that. You can ask my wife, who was sitting on the couch next to me while I recorded that, who was laughing at me. That was all legitimate fear from me. Um, You'll be okay, Joel. I believe in you. God damn. Um, do you think it's that, that that first door that you try and unlock and I mean, it says there's no other way to unlock it? It's the only other visibly unlockable door. Really. And it seems like it it's, that leads into the rest of the house, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there are other doors that are barricaded, so maybe like cause it, I'm not. It doesn't seem like this will be the last chunk that comes out. Right. So we'll probably find another item in this other area we access to access the next area. I just figured that it, if nothing else, there'll be another tape. I think. Yeah. Maybe to have from... tape one is just if it's on its own is just weird. So I think there'll be a second tape in there. 
Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe not, like, because obviously the, there was a rather grisly death, but um, maybe the the recording footage has been taken by whoever else is residing in this house. The family, man. Mm. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the family, family son. son. Jerk. Fuck the family. So, I, look, I'm still excited. I'm just a bit bummed out right now about it. Yeah, oh, and understandably so. Like like you said, there are people who, like you, like yourself and other people in this community that put in so much time trying to uncover so much stuff and to sort of be told that it was like, no, 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 not yet. Not until we say so. Yeah. You wait. You wait yeah. till September. Having said that, the email they sent out, though, I thought was really well done. And people are already trying to delve into that. It was basically oh just a picture. <laughs> people are already trying to figure out, like, oh, when's the release date? When's the date they're going to talk about this more? And because it basically shows like a, a picture of a dummy finger on a calendar with like a splatter of blood and keys, I think as well, doesn't it? Or I think so. And the, but there was paper behind the dummy finger obscuring certain dates. So they don't yeah. know if it's, where it's pointing or where the blood is or but God like, knows what. The blood actually isn't on, on an actual date because it's, it's September is the... I'm pretty sure it's September, yeah. Yeah, is the, 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 the Which calendar Which I'm pretty date. sure would uh, line up with Tokyo Game Show. Ah, uh, right. So yeah, people have did did mention about Tokyo Game Show, so it would make sense. I mean, it is it's what is it twenty year anniversary this year? Yes, last year twentieth anniversary. Yes, so I mean they're probably going to go all out on the uh, the Biohazard series. And good, like it deserves it. Despite how six turned out, the rest of the series has been pretty solid. Yeah, oh, exactly. and Umbrella Core, which we don't talk about. Oh yeah, Jesus, what a what a stinker that one looks like it is. And that's that one's a real shame, especially building off the announcement of Resident Evil Seven for the very next Resident Evil thing. Yeah, to do that just sucks. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to bring things down a little bit more now. A uh, bit of a we'll touch on this one briefly because I mean there's not a lot to talk about, but it is still a bit of a a shitty topic. Um, Half Brick Studios, very very well known for making and creating Fruit Ninja, uh, among other things, and Jetpack Joyride and Colossatron. I know this because I've pretty much bought all their games and I really enjoy them because they're a really fun Australian developer. They make really good mobile games. I, mean, I say that as someone who doesn't really enjoy mobile games. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as someone who, as someone who does enjoy a lot of mobile games, they are, like, the amount of hours I sank into Fruit Ninja, I mean, jeez. Um, but uh, they their Sydney offices are closing. Um which apparently only wasn't it doesn't have anything to do with their 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 mainline stuff they mainly handled uh their prototypes and uh different tests tests in specific markets i think there was like a fruit ninja legends or something in which was supposed to launch in korea or something like that um and a couple other things that they've been working on um but yeah they decided that the brisbane offices are pretty much going to take take control of the uh the situation and uh and run everything out of their the, the one office now so um from what i read in the article it seemed to be about four staff members that are going to be affected by this which uh, from a business side of things and from an outsider side of things they go oh it's only four people that's four people without a job in an industry yeah. that in australia that's already not yeah great well, the, the games industry in australia is dire the situation mm. is dire yeah so so that I sucks mean, uh, best of luck to to you guys if for some reason you're listening to this um but yeah it's 
it's a shitty situation. No one likes to see anyone be out of a job, especially if it's a job that they probably enjoyed quite a lot. Hmm. Tough stuff. But that's about all we've got for, for our news to wrap up this week uh, with our news. We, I'm sure there's lots more stuff that's going on. In fact, there has been more stuff that's going on, but those were the things that we sort of decided to pick out and give yeah, a nice well, broad range. Like a lot of stuff, like especially the... Um, not to not to actually delve into it, but the whole debacle with uh, the Counter-Strike gambling is oh, a mess. Yeah. I but any, even... anything we add to that would either be reiterating what everyone else has said mm. or probably beyond the realm of our knowledge on that exactly. situation. Exactly. Like, I haven't even read a whole lot into that. It's just, it sounds like a really it's messy a mess. situation, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the stuff we, we sort of touched on because we thought it was interesting to us, and we hope you guys thought it was interesting. So, uh, we're going to move on to... We actually have some questions this week. We had we had one last week, which has spawned a, a rather low, lengthy discussion about our origins uh, as in, in this industry. Uh, but yeah, we've got a few more this week from some good friends of the show. So uh, let's launch right into those. Our first one is from Sean Kirkpatrick, who, if you had the pleasure of viewing any of our designs, happens to be our designer. Has designed, as the kindness of his own heart, designed stuff for us um, and done such a great job. But uh, he's also a fan of the show. So he sent us in a question. Oh, that's, that's lucky. Yeah, I know, right? You know. Oh, boy. Makes it easier to ask him for things. Um, <laughs> no, we love you, Sean. Um, he asks us, what game has made you feel like complete shit yet you can't get enough of? Ooh. I thought this was a good question. I had to think long and hard about this, and I do have an answer for this one. Oh, you go first. Cause you want I, me to go I'm, first? I right. think I know what my answer is, but I'm just thinking about it a bit Okay. More. So uh, a little while ago... Uh, a friend of ours decided, uh, he sent me a message going, dude, I've just gifted you a game on Steam. You need to play this game. I'm like, well, okay. It was completely out of nowhere. He's like, no, you seriously need to play this game. All right. Uh, so I went to my account and downloaded it. It was a game called Spec Ops The Line, uh, which is sort of like, you know, you start off playing it. It's very typical sort of third-person cover shooter but you know very by the books and I was like okay this is good it's fine it looks pretty I mean it ran on my laptop so I was still able to play it which was good um you know set in Dubai so all this sand, crazy sandstorm stuff going on um but and I'm not going to spoil anything about it because I feel like people should play this game a lot of people have obviously but if you haven't you should check this game out there is a point throughout the game where things transpire and you start to feel not so good and that's about all I'll say but there were some specific moments in that where I felt like shit but I couldn't stop playing the game and I rave about this game I love I love the game I haven't played it since it's one of those games I'll probably go back to in maybe a couple of years time and go yeah I'm gonna play this again and and, and remind myself how much I love like why I like that game but um it's kind of see the light oh yeah but like it's it's kind of like why I watch Fight Club every now and then. It's a, it's a movie that you can't, you kind of wish you could forget everything about and then start afresh every time you watched it, or every time you played Spec Ops: The Line, um, because you get that big, you know, f- sense of uh, 
I'm not even gonna say anymore. Just go and play the game. It's really good. But that that is a game that made me legitimately feel like shit. But I saw it through to completion, and I still highly recommend that game. So I guess that's uh, probably a good one to the way to answer that question. What about you? <laughs> well, I was I was just going over in my head about how like I'm like trying to think of games that make me feel like shit, uh, but I still loved, and I didn't want to didn't want to go for a hard game because that's too easy yeah so i also like you went for a game that kind of uh, kind of affected me on that level yeah and it doesn't even like the game makes me feel like shit but more so towards the end and that is um silent hill 2 right okay by konami um again i don't know what the spoiler rules are in that game it's been around for a while okay there is some stuff at the end of that game that just like i felt I didn't do it. My character, like I didn't control the character doing what they did. But when I found out what they had done, oh, I felt like I felt awful. Yeah, it was the worst feeling. Um, I still saw it through the end, and I still love that game to this day. It's probably my favorite survival horror game of all time. Right. But yeah, boy, did it make me feel like shit. It's there were some low points in that game. Yeah, yeah. I I can't speak on behalf because I haven't played it because I'm a Big, big pussy when it comes to scary games, as you'll probably we'll, have seen. We'll, we'll get you through Silent Hill 2 one day, man. Even if it's just of a story, you really have to, yeah, have to experience well, it. Like I said before, I'm really interested in 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 the storylines of these sort of horror of of things in the horror genre. But I just I can't physically play them myself or even watch them sometimes. But but yeah, I thought that was a really good question. So thank you, Sean. Yeah, Sean, you're a good guy. You are a really good guy. You do some amazing work, and you're an amazing friend. Um. We'll hopefully have you on the show soon. Maybe. We'll get to that at another stage. Just dropping teasers out there. What's uh, the next question? Next question. Honest? Next question. Did you want to read this one? Uh, no, you can do it. I'm yep. going to let you be question reader. I'm the question reader. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I the next decided one... that that is your job. Okay, cool. I shall take this job. Uh, and next question is from our good friend, Benjamin Clark, who got a bit of a, quite a few shout-outs last week. Um another one of our good friends and also another fan of the show funnily enough um he would tell us if he didn't like it though wouldn't he maybe maybe i think he would i think he would maybe he'd tell us <laughs> awesome but uh ben benjamin asks us what would you say are some of the most frustrating experiences you've had in a game uh and he also goes on to say also what is something one of us loves and the other dislikes state our reasons so there's a bit of a two-parter but um frustrating experiences i this is a tough one do you have anything that comes to your mind immediately well i decided i'm gonna go for a more blanket one which isn't really specific to a particular game it's just in general Mm -hmm. i can't stand it if in a game if i die if i have to wait forever to get back to playing the game again like you know those long death load screens that can go for an eternity yep i can't stand that there's nothing that especially if it's a hard game which i like to play but even if it's an easy game it's just anything that takes me out of the game for too long just frustrates me yeah i agree it's a good thing about things like super meat boy and well Well, yeah like the roguelikes have really brought that into my life now. Yep. Even if I don't really like the roguelike genre that much, I can really appreciate those quick respawns. Well, see, that answers both of these questions because I was going to talk about roguelikes because I actually quite like them. 
They oh, I have a better one like. for things I hate, but you don't. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, I think one of the most frustrating experiences I had was Binding of Isaac. I played a lot of that. I still play a lot of that game. It's uh, If I've got nothing else to play and I'm, I'm, I've got to scratch that roguelike itch, that is the roguelike that got me into roguelikes that we know, uh, that we of the genre that we know these days. Um I remember just buying it because I was like, oh, I heard it's really good. I'd played a little bit of Super Meat Boy and same sort of team. I'm like, cool, give it a go. It took me 100 hours. I remember it took me, I'm pretty sure, 100 hours of gameplay before I saw credits in that game. Oh, boy. And that's not even finishing the game. That's just credits. That was one ending of a possible, I think, like, there's, I think there's, like, confirmed 86 gazillion now. Um <laughs> Sounds like Team Meat, man. Oh, yeah. I, but, like, I mean, I, st- I keep going back to that game. And I've had much better success with it lately since I've been playing it on my Vita. But this was on PC, and it took me so long. And I was so frustrated in that game. And sometimes I, like, almost, like, table flipped my laptop multiple times. I actually think I did once, and I almost broke my laptop. Like You can't do that with laptops, I know, man. I know. That's how that, that game got to me. I mean, but I kept coming back to it. And I still keep coming back to it. I, I I buy I, I play other roguelikes left right and center I play different ones and I like them but that oh so frustrating but just mm, oh I guess that kind of plays into Sean's question as well another another game series that makes me feel like shit most of the time that I can't stop playing you can't stop um all right well what's something that uh, what's something that I like that you See, don't now, like Karen this is this is on you because I was actually sitting there going I don't. I don't know if I can think of anything. And then you mentioned one one word, <laughs> one character, and it all came together. Joel, you like Claptrap from Borderlands. I fucking love Claptrap. Okay, I don't. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. Okay. I can accept Claptrap <laughs> in Borderlands 1. I can, honestly. He was fine. He was a little bit annoying, but yep. he was sort of like... He wasn't saturated everywhere. Come Borderlands 2... Claptrap was everywhere. And I, I could not escape it. him. I loved it. And it just felt it was just too much. It felt like too much to me. And no. then in even in pre-sequel when he got when he was playable. Yes. Oh, the best boy. ultimate move. Which was not, literally just oh, wildcard bitches. Like it was you know. You never know what was gonna happen when you hit that ultimate button. And I love that. Some of his dialogue still haunts my darkest <laughs> dreams. Look, it's great because I, I get why people don't like him. I understand completely. But I just, I love that little bastard so much. He like brings said, such like, a smile to my face. In Borderlands 1, it was fine. Like, he was there, but he wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like he was overstaying his welcome. Since then, I feel like he has. Right. I, yeah, I, I look, I, to, a, to an extent, I agree. But I'm okay with that because I fucking love him. I'd I mean, I also get that he's basically like the, I guess the the front face, the face for Borderlands. Apart he's from the, the poster boy for, the, you know, for Borderlands, yeah. yeah. So I accept that, but god damn it, he annoys me. And he's almost the constant too throughout all the storylines. Like he's 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 the almost like a narrator, especially with the pre sequel. Like I'll kill him one day. <laughs> he'll keep coming back, man. <sighs> he'll be back, no and escape. he'll be dancing. He'll be oh, dancing. Stop. No. no. <laughs> Why? Um, another thing that I'm a big fan of that you're not really a big fan of, which we talked about a little bit this this episode, is uh, mobile gaming. I, I play a lot of games on my mobile phone. Um, 
like uh, yeah i do i really enjoy it and i've tried to get you to play a couple of them um which i feel like you'd really enjoy but like just doesn't gel with you does it not really it, no. it's again it's changed recently with uh pokemon go mm-hmm. and i also downloaded um final fantasy brave xvs yes which was good yeah uh, i liked them they were fun but the problem for me is mobile gaming doesn't really suit how i play games like when yep. i'm out and about i'm very rarely playing games like right I'll, i would much sooner just listen to music most of my gaming is done at home either in bed on the couch you know not really when i'm out and about and that's really when i feel mobile gaming is better suited yeah yeah but well, again I mean, it's changing it's changing i'm loving go when i'm loving brave exvius yeah so. But there I mean, is light, Joel. I can see the light. It's pretty far off still, but I'm getting come there. Come to us. But I mean, like I, I mean, when I play my, most of the games on my mobile phone, it's usually when I'm on the couch and I'm watching something on TV, and I'm, I'm yeah. just sort of, you know, it's something I can play like tool around with. But I think the last game I got really addicted to on mobile, which I really want other more people to play, and I'm going to talk about it just for a second, not in depth, but if you haven't heard of a game called Crashlands by Butterscotch Shenanigans, which by the way is the best like dev studio name ever um it's three guys i think they might have a few more now one of them got diagnosed with cancer um and he was making this game called that that became crashlands and he basically was playing like prototype builds when he was going through chemo that was how he got through the chemo and things like that when they were treating the cancer um and he was coming to the he came to terms with the fact that this was going to be the last game he made before he died and he was like this is it. I want this to be like my 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 mark on the world. And I was getting really good press leading up to it. Not only did he beat cancer, he beat cancer fucking twice, and saw the launch of his game, and it was a massive success in like critically, and I'm pretty sure like financially as well. Um, and it's an amazing game. It's kind of like Don't Starve with with the storyline, and with like roguelike elements as well, and like also mixed with a little bit of Diablo. It's like an action RPG as well. It's it's amazing, and it's got cross save because it's available on Steam, uh, iOS, and Android. You can play across all three of those account- like different accounts. If you've got a copy of the game on those accounts, you can play. Maybe the- it should come to 3DS and then play it. Maybe I mean, look, hey, if it came to 3DS, I'd buy that game again. I'm already contemplating buying it for my PC just because it's it's so good. It's so good. Um, and I I mean that was the last game that really sucked me on a mobile that I played constantly and wore my phone battery down but we'll get you there one day Karen. we'll get you there one day you, you keep at it man yeah. don't you give up i think one thing that i'm not i was never really a huge fan of that you were always big on um but i mean even that's coming around full circle now is that is like the jrpg genre i was never into it and that and yeah jrpg genre and from software games <laughs> oh, but Joel. i have seen the light in both of those now you're welcome. I just had to play the right ones. That was what. I, that was my. That's problem. always the key, man. That's always the key. Find the ones that work for you. Yep. So yeah, I mean, we're pretty. We're pretty on board with like. We never used to be. We used to have quite polar opposites with certain things. Like, I mean, like we talked about last week. You, you were never a huge fan of like rhythm games back in the day, um, until we we got a plastic guitar in your hot little hands. And I played a Muse song, and that was it. Yeah, it was exactly. done. That was, that's where we got you. But um, yeah. I mean, more recently, we're pretty much on the same page, which is good. I mean, it's okay. We'll we'll always have claptrap. We'll always, always have claptrap, and I love him to death. No, you're on your own now. Oh. You're on your own now. <laughs> Get rid of him. Oh. In the bin. In the bin. 
In no no in the bin in in the bin of my heart. No, okay. If your heart's gone in the bin too, that's yeah, fine. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> our last question this week is from another good friend of ours, Mr. Liam Gordes. He asks us, very talented young man, love his work. Um, he asks us, what is our favorite video game movie and what is our worst? And he also goes on to say, in our opinion. Why do they not work as often as they fail? This is an interesting question. Very well thought out question. The second part of this question I really like. Um, what's your favourite video game movie, Kyron? I'm just going to go ahead and set some just some ground rules for myself. Okay. As far as favourite video game movie goes, I want to give it to Pokemon, the first movie, because that's it's, it's a video game movie, man. It's based off a video yeah. game franchise. I'm going to bend I'm the not, rules too, Kyron. It's too so easy. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not naming that one. And for worst, I also am banning myself from saying Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's okay. a bit of a given. Yeah, yeah exactly. So as wild card, mm-hmm. to, it's a decision, a choice out of the options given that may irk some people. Okay. But out of the entire range of video games that have become movies, and despite how much ultimately I don't like it, my favorite is probably Silent Hill. Right, Okay. Now, there is some stuff in that that I hate, but I think it aspired to what I feel like more video game movies should aim for, really, mm-hmm. and that's to not so much just take a story from a game and make it into a two-hour film, but sort right. of come up with something a bit different. It took elements from Silent Hill and kind of threw them in a blender, and we got a movie that I don't love, but I can respect what it was aiming for. If anything, no, that's good. That's good. I like that one. What about your worst one? Ah, uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street Fighter <laughs> is terrible I and when hilarious. You, I remember when you bought that on Blu-ray, and we were like, "Why?" Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I bought it on DVD, Joel. Okay, sorry. I was gonna buy it on you Blu-ray. Were gonna buy it on Blu-ray after you bought it on DVD. Because I bought it on DVD and it came out on Blu-ray like a week later, and I was like, oh, I could still get the Blu-ray. No amount of high, no amount of high definition can make that movie any better. No, oh, it's awful, <laughs> and it's got some some okay people in it, which sucks. It does. But it's terrible. But it's Kylie Minogue's so Cammy. <laughs> what the Rahul fuck? is M Bison. And oh my god, yeah. Um, oh, disaster. God. Uh. <laughs> well, I okay. So I'm gonna bend the rules a little bit for mine. Because I thought about it. I did a bit of a search, like, you know, looking at video game movies. And obviously there hasn't been very many good ones. Um, so uh, I narrowed it down to a couple that I, I, I like. And it's going to bend the rules a little bit. But they are both video game movies, I feel. Okay. Okay. So the first one was Tron. Okay. okay. Yes. I can, I can see. Yeah. I can see that. You can see that. So it's not based off a video game. But it kind of was, in a way... It was based off the video game phenomenon in the 80s. I like that one purely from a technical point of view because... Oh, no. I know what Trevor one's going to be as well. Oh, do you? I okay. Th- we'll go see. on. I'll, I'll we'll see, see if I'm right. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed... Uh, like, you can look back on it and go, this is a... Techni- technically, this is a, a masterpiece. Like, it's, it's amazing to watch, like, how they made all that stuff when they did and the time they did it uh, with, with, with the technology they had is awesome i mean if you go into it just watching it as a movie it's it's not great but i really like it uh, and i think that's a really good one 
My second one, which just got a sequel announced in the last uh, week, was Wreck-It Ralph. Because there are video game characters in that and it is based around a video game character. So I'm, I'm taking that one. I, I love that movie. It's the end of that movie. I Manly, manly tears were shed watching that I movie. I liked it. Like I said to you, Vova, the only part that really kind of it just gets bogged down in the middle and I understand why yeah, it does absolutely it does it get just kind of throws the brakes on for a bit too long for me yeah the it's third act makes movie. up for it for me though I think the third act makes up for it for me the um, important thing is that Zangief is in it he is and Dr. Robotnik and Dr. Robotnik <laughs> it's great and I'm pretty sure that the the, the Satan and guy Ke- from Dungeon Keeper like I'm pretty sure he's in there as well I think so it was Qbert in it as well yes Qbert yeah. is in it and I Sonic love, I love anything that includes Qbert Sonic was in it as well um, and there was some uh, some good graffiti as well. Yes, there was. Very relatable to you. I can appro- I can approve of that movie. It's just yeah, there's some stuff in the middle that kind of bogs it down a bit. Yeah, the the middle does that lag a little bit, but I I love it. And the soundtrack's it awesome. It's oh, so good. Um, what's the worst? <laughs> so there's so many options, man. It's so there is so, so many, many options. options, but there is one glaring one. Yep. That you, you should know which it is. <sighs> Fucking Max Payne. Oh, Max Payne. Max Payne. I forgot that movie existed. It was fucking awful. And as someone who really liked... Like, I loved the original game. I played a lot of Max Payne. And I played the trilogy. I li- like, I like all those games. They're really good. Um, the soundtrack in 3 is amazing too, by the way. Um, but the first game I played a lot of as a kid, it was like that first... You know, using bullet time back in when bullet time was a big thing. Um, it was cool. I loved playing it. The storyline was kind of fun as well. And it had like, you know, some supernatural ish elements to it as well that sort of made it a little bit more kooky, a little bit more fun. The movie was just fucking awful. I've, it was I've, really bad. Really bad. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie, but I was very close was very close with that movie and because like i said because i love the game so much the movie was just shocking and when they finally used the bullet time it just it didn't it was like who cares like it did in a movie this doesn't look spectacular to me anymore as like a big reveal like if it's used well it looks cool but the way that would go they're like we're doing the bullet time thing and it's like cool max Payne stole it from the matrix so it's yeah, not really like exciting at, at this point bullet time had been done yeah absolutely like it was and it was just it was it was awful. It was an awful film. I still remember giving it to you as a gift. Like a you did. You gave me a pirated copy as a gift. I did. Which I appreciated that you didn't spend any money on it, which is good. I couldn't bring myself to spend good, money on that movie. Good, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I mean, why do you think why do you think video, we haven't had a good video game movie yet? I think like as I said when I was talking about Silent Hill, it's just sometimes I feel like they either too often try to lift a story too wholly. Right. Like Silent Hill 2's movie, like Silent Hill Revelations. Yep. They tried to lift the story from Silent Hill 3 and cram it into a two-hour movie, and it was terrible. It sucked. Right. Um, and that's usually the biggest thing that gets me. Like, the video, a video game works as a 10-hour experience. doesn't always translate into a two-hour movie. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think... We're getting to a stage now where I think people are trying to stop doing that now. I mean, obviously, Ubisoft are fucking launching into the movie business with Assassin's Creed coming out later this year. Hey, and man, then, they already had Prince of Persia. Yeah, they already had Prince of Persia. And Watch Dogs is going to be made into a movie as well. 
Um, I mean, <sighs> watchdogs could be good though. It, no, watchdogs could be good. It can't be. Watchdogs could be good. It can't be any worse than the fucking game. Um, as long as they just have a cardboard cutout of Aiden Pierce, it'll be much more interesting than actually watching Aiden Pierce do anything. Oh, um, Aiden Pierce. Ugh. Hey, his iconic hat. Oh, fucking who cares? Um, but I think now in a day in this day and age where we have. I know you hate this this term, but it's the way to describe them, like walking simulators and and interactive oh. experiences and things. I know you hate it, but like for it's sake of this so argument, derogatory. it is, it is. But like, I mean, we'll take it back. We'll take it back as a, as a, as a thing. First person adventure. First person adventure. Sure, like you know, interactive experiences like like something like Gone Home or uh, things like Heavy Rain or Until Dawn, like or Amnesia, a machine for pigs. Exactly. Which- is not as scary as the first one. Right. Okay. Um, but I mean, like, you know, with these sort of experiences that we have and with VR coming out, I think, I'd like to think that they're going to stop trying to do that. But I mean, Nintendo are already talking about doing movies. Well, they already have a deal to do movies. That scares me. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see where that goes. Maybe one day we'll get a, a movie that's that's interesting. But at this stage, I think you're right. I think it's just people trying to take the formula of what was popular about the game and just shove it into a much smaller time frame. Look, and to play devil's advocate in this situation, as much as I'm not excited for the Assassin's Creed movie in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> I can appreciate that Ubisoft is has established a part of their company to handle it, though, as right. opposed to just sort of passing the rights off to some production company going, make us a movie like this. Yeah. I can appreciate that at least it, I guess they're trying to maintain some creative control over it. Yep. But it still doesn't look very good. No. And Even I mean, if it's got Michael Fassbender in it, who I love. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, you've got to look at Warcraft. It's the most successful video game movie of oh, all man, time. Oh, I still haven't seen that. It's out, uh, neither have I. But apparently, like, it got panned by critics. But people who went to see it, like, just moviegoers that went to see it, especially people who played the games and things like that, for the most part, enjoyed the movie. And from what I heard out of that that they everyone said that the second one is going to be good they think that this, the next yeah. one in the series might be a bit more refined might be a bit better it's, it's just been like, a long time since I played Warcraft yeah uh, well, Orcs and Humans or something I think it's yeah. called but so apparently, apparently it, so. it's basically that story just in a told in a movie and yeah. that's fine but that worries me too much if I just try to I don't know the story has to be doesn't always translate well. That's my biggest issue. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that, that is the problem. Because you're having people who write for video games not actually writing the movie. The video game story. And yeah. sometimes the scenes can just feel weird. Again, with with games, you get more time with characters to really appreciate a lot, like their various aspects, of, you know. And it's just... Sometimes in a, in a movie, a character can just be very one-dimensional and bland yeah absolutely especially especially video game characters you can sort of let you can let like one dimensional characters slide in a video game if the gameplay is good but when you don't have that interactive element to it it doesn't yeah you've got nothing to fall back on Mm. but I think we're heading we're heading towards a good period like I think video game movies will get better as we get further along because like as the video game industry matures more it just seems like something that's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. It happened for comic books. Absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, that's we're in the golden age of that now. So, I mean, who knows? From, you know, 10 years from now, we could be in the golden age of video game movies. Nintendo Cinematic Universe. 
Ninja, oh, imagine. Could you imagine? Smash Brothers crossover. Oh my god. Oh, you're giving me. You're giving me. We the, can dream. We can dream, Joel. Give me the sweat. Maybe. <laughs> and on that Anime. note, I think that's probably a good time to wrap it up. Don't you think? I think that's good. We we covered it all pretty thoroughly. Yep. Lovely. Well, I uh. Oh, before we uh, actually before we wrap it up, um, I want to do a really big shout out to our friends over at OK Games. OK Games Australia. Uh, they are a gaming website, and they also have their own podcast as well. Uh, quite a successful one. Uh, they were kind enough to answer one of my questions, asking them about how to start a podcast. Uh, and then also they gave us a shout-out last week on their episode, on their last week's episode. So uh, they're also Bendigo, Bendigo folk. So go, go Bendigo crew. We're going to take it over the world one day. One day. One day. But, uh, yeah, they are, they're, they're lovely, lovely people. So go check out their website. Uh, I think it's just OK Games. Let me have a look. OKGames.com.au. Their brand spanking new website that they've just upgraded. Looks it is all a nice shiny. Website, I must say. It is a very nice website. Um, and with some really good articles and reviews. Uh, and their podcast is great as well. Um, so, yeah, good friends. OK Games. Josh and Lauren and the rest of the guys over there. Love your work. Love your work. And thank you for thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. So, yes. On that note... Also, also, don't forget to thank everyone who sent us questions as well. Yeah, oh, actually, absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely. Wake up, McDonald. Oh, my God, I'm trying. Absolutely. No, I thank you very much to all our, our lovely friends of the show who, who sent us in questions. If you would like to send us in a question, you can send it to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, comment on uh, any of the posts we pop up if you've got a question or just send us a message, anything like that. Um, I believe I wrapped it up last week, Karen, so I think it's your turn this week. Well, that sounds fair, I guess. Yes. Um, anyway, well, thank you for listening to our fourth episode as we continue to hurtle forwards in time. Huzzah. Nothing will slow us down. <laughs> uh, we actually con- we could, we created a very time-aware uh, episode this time, Joel. We're working on the formula. I think we're, 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 we're getting it good. down. This was good. I like this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. As always, I'm Kyra Morrison. You can find me at Twitter at, at LemonManX. Uh, and my co-host... Yes? Uh, is you. Yep. I, yeah. You can find me at Jolly Mac on Twitter. Um, oh, don't forget our, uh, our theme song, our lovely intro song. By, oh, yes. Uh, well, you have to remind me of that. Yes. Uh, by uh, Azura Flux, as always. It is Strike Witches, Get Bitches. How could you forget that? Oh, man. I like, it's a good name. <laughs> it's so good. It's a good song. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hit them up on their, on their Bandcamp page. I think I'll put a link up uh, on one of our posts recently. I'll probably do it again in the next week. And, yeah, wrap it up, guys. Oh, sounds good. Well, we'll catch you in the next episode, guys. So, thanks for listening. See ya. Oh, my God.